Section one of Options. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Options by O. Henry. The Rose of Dixie. When the Rose of Dixie magazine was started by a stock company in Toombs City, Georgia, there was never but one candidate for its chief editorial position in the minds of its owners. Colonel Aquila Telfair was the man for the place. By all the rights of learning, family, reputation, and southern traditions, he was its foreordained fit and logical editor so a committee of the patriotic georgia citizens who had subscribed the founding fund of one hundred thousand dollars called upon colonel telfair at his residence cedar heights fearful lest the enterprise and the south should suffer by his possible refusal the colonel received them in his great library where he spent most of his days the library had descended to him from his father it contained ten thousand volumes some of which had been published as late as the year eighteen sixty one when the deputation arrived colonel telfair was seated at his massive white pine centre table reading burton's anatomy of melancholy he arose and shook hands punctiliously with each member of the committee if you were familiar with the rose of dixie you will remember the colonel's portrait which appeared in it from time to time you could not forget the long carefully brushed white hair the hooked high-bridged nose slightly twisted to the left the keen eyes under the still black eyebrows the classic mouth beneath the drooping white moustache slightly frazzled at the ends the committee solicitously offered him the position of managing editor humbly presenting an outline of the field that the publication was designed to cover and mentioning a comfortable salary the colonel's lands were growing poorer each year and were much cut up by red gullies besides the honor was not one to be refused in a forty-minute speech of acceptance colonel telfair gave an outline of english literature from chaucer to macaulay refought the battle of chancellorsville and said that god helping him he would so conduct the rose of dixie that its fragrance and beauty would permeate the entire world hurling back into the teeth of the northern minions their belief that no genius or good could exist in the brains and hearts of the people whose property they had destroyed and whose rights they had curtailed offices for the magazine were partitioned off and furnished in the second floor of the first national bank building and it was for the colonel to cause the rose of dixie to blossom and flourish or to wilt in the balmy air of the land of flowers the staff of assistants and contributors that editor colonel telfair drew about him was a peach it was a whole crate of georgia peaches the first assistant editor tolliver lee fairfax had had a father killed during pickett's charge the second assistant keats unthank was the nephew of one of morgan's raiders the book reviewer jackson rockingham had been the youngest soldier in the confederate army having appeared on the field of battle with a sword in one hand and a milk bottle in the other the art editor ron cespolis sykes was a third cousin to a nephew of jefferson davis miss lavinia terhune the colonel's stenographer and typewriter had an aunt who had once been kissed by stonewall jackson 
tommy webster the head office boy got his job by having recited father ryan's poems complete at the commencement exercises of the tombs city high school the girls who wrapped and addressed the magazines were members of old southern families in reduced circumstances the cashier was a scrub named hawkins from ann arbor michigan who had recommendations and a bond from a guarantee company filed with the owners even georgia stock companies sometimes realize that it takes live ones to bury the dead well sir if you believe me the rose of dixie blossomed five times before anybody heard of it except the people who buy their hooks and eyes in tomb city then hawkins climbed off his stool and told on him to the stock company even in ann arbor he had been used to having his business propositions heard of at least as far away as detroit so an advertising manager was engaged beauregard fitzhugh banks a young man in the lavender necktie whose grandfather had been the exalted high pillow slip of the ku klux klan in spite of which the rose of dixie kept coming out every month although in every issue it ran photos of either the taj mahal or the luxembourg gardens or carmencita of la follette a certain number of people bought it and subscribed for it as a boom for it editor colonel telfair ran three different views of andrew jackson's old home the hermitage a full-page engraving of the second battle of manassas entitled lee to the rear and a five thousand word biography of bell boyd in the same number the subscription list that month advanced a hundred and eighteen also there were poems in the same issue by leonina vashti harakat pen name related to the harakats of charleston south carolina and bill thompson nephew of one of the stockholders and an article from a special society correspondent describing a tea party given by the swell boston and english set where a lot of tea was spilled overboard by some of the guests masquerading as indians one day a person whose breath would easily cloud a mirror he was so much alive entered the office of the rose of dixie he was a man about the size of a real estate agent with a self-tied tie and a manner that he must have borrowed conjointly from w j bryan hackenschmidt and hetty green he was shown into the editor colonel's ponce asinorum colonel telfair rose and began a prince albert bow i'm thacker said the intruder taking the editor's chair t t thacker of new york he dribbled hastily upon the colonel's desk some cards a bulky manila envelope and a letter from the owners of the rose of dixie this letter introduced mr thacker and politely requested colonel telfair to give him a conference and whatever information about the magazine he might desire i've been corresponding with the secretary of the magazine owners for some time said thacker briskly i am a practical magazine man myself and a circulation booster as good as any if i do say it i'll guarantee an increase of anywhere from ten thousand to a hundred thousand a year for any publication that isn't printed in a dead language i've had my eye on the rose of dixie ever since it started i know every end of the business from editing to setting up the classified ads now i've come down here to put a good bunch of money in the magazine if i can see my way clear it ought to be made to pay the secretary tells me it's losing money i don't see why a magazine in the south if it's properly handled shouldn't get a good circulation in the north too colonel telfair leaned back in his chair and polished his gold-rimmed glasses mr thacker said he courteously but firmly 
the rose of dixie is a publication devoted to the fostering and the voicing of southern genius its watchword which you may have seen on the cover is of for and by the south but you wouldn't object to a northern circulation would you asked thacker i suppose said the editor colonel that it is customary to open the circulation lists to all i do not know i have nothing to do with the business affairs of the magazine i was called upon to assume editorial control of it and i have devoted to its conduct such poor literary talents as i may possess and whatever store of erudition i may have acquired sure said thacker but a dollar is a dollar anywhere north south or west whether you're buying codfish goober peas or rocky ford cantaloupes now i've been looking over your november number i see one here on your desk you don't mind running over it with me well your leading article is all right a good write-up of the cotton belt with plenty of photographs is a winner any time new york is always interested in the cotton crop and this sensational account of the hatfield mccoy feud by a schoolmate of a niece of the governor of kentucky isn't such a bad idea it happened so long ago that most people have forgotten it now here's a poem three pages long called the tyrant's foot by lorella lascelles i've pawed around a good deal over manuscripts but i never saw her name on a rejection slip miss lascelles said the editor is one of our most widely recognized southern poetesses she is closely related to the alabama lascelles family and made with her own hands the silken confederate banner that was presented to the governor of that state at his inauguration but why persisted thacker is the poem illustrated with the view of the m o railroad freight depot at tuscaloosa the illustration said the colonel with dignity shows a corner of the fence surrounding the old homestead where miss Macellis was born all right said thacker i read the poem but i couldn't tell whether it was about the depot of the battle of bull run now here's a short story called rosie's temptation by fosdyke pigot it's rotten what is a pigot anyway mr pigot said the editor is a brother of the principal stockholder of the magazine all's right with the world pigot passes said thacker well this article on arctic exploration and the one on tarpon fishing might go but how about this write-up of the atlanta new orleans nashville and savannah breweries it seems to consist mainly of statistics about their output and the quality of their beer what's the chip over the bug if i understand your figurative language answered colonel telfair it is this the article you refer to was handed to me by the owners of the magazine with instructions to publish it the literary quality of it did not appeal to me but in a measure i feel impelled to conform in certain matters to the wishes of the gentlemen who are interested in the financial side of the rose i see said thacker next we have two pages of selections from lala rook by thomas moore now what federal prison did moore escape from or what's the name of the f f v family that he carries as a handicap moore was an irish poet who died in eighteen fifty two said colonel telfair pityingly he is a classic i have been thinking of reprinting his translation of anacreon serially in the magazine look out for the copyright laws said thacker flippantly 
who's bessie belclair who contributes the essay on the newly completed waterworks plant in milledgeville the name sir said colonel telfair is the nom de guerre of miss elvira simpkins i have not the honor of knowing the lady but her contribution was sent to us by congressman brower of her native state congressman brower's mother was related to the pokes of tennessee now see here colonel said thacker throwing down the magazine this won't do you can't successfully run a magazine for one particular section of the country you've got to make a universal appeal now look how the northern publications have catered to the south and encouraged southern writers and you've got to go far and wide for your contributors you've got to buy stuff according to its quality without any regard to the pedigree of the author now i'll bet a quart of ink that this southern parlor organ you've been running has never played a note that originated above the mason and hamlin's line am i right i have carefully and conscientiously rejected all contributions from that section of the country if i understand your figurative language aright replied the colonel all right now i'll show you something thacker reached for his thick manila envelope and dumped a mass of typewritten manuscript on the editor's desk here's some truck said he that i paid cash for and brought along with me one by one he folded back the manuscripts and showed the first pages to the colonel here are four stories by four of the highest-priced authors in the United States, three of them living in New York and one commuting. There's a special article on Vienna Bread Society by Tom Vampson. Here's an Italian serial by Captain Jack. No, it's the other Crawford. Here are three separate exposés of city governments by Sniffings, and here's a dandy entitled What Women Carry in Dress Suitcases. A Chicago newspaper woman hired herself out for five years as a lady's maid to get that information. And here's a synopsis of preceding chapters of Hall Kane's new serial to appear next June. And here's a couple of pounds of verse de societe that I got at a rate from the clever magazines. That's the stuff that people everywhere want. And now here's a write-up with photographs at the ages of four, twelve, twenty-two, and thirty of George B. McClellan it's a prognostication he's bound to be elected mayor of new york it'll make a big hit all over the country he i beg your pardon said colonel telfair stiffening in his chair what was the name oh i see said thacker with a half grin yes he's a son of the general we'll pass that manuscript up but if you'll excuse me colonel it's a magazine we're trying to make go of not the first gun at fort sumter now here's a thing that's bound to get next to you it's an original poem by james whitcomb riley j w himself you know what that means to a magazine i won't tell you what i had to pay for that poem but i'll tell you this riley can make more money writing with a fountain pen than you or i with one that lets the ink run i'll read you the last two stanzas pa lays around and loafs all day and reads and makes us leave him be he lets me do just like i please and when i'm bad he laughs at me and when i holler loud and say bad words and then begin to tease the cat and pa just smiles ma's mad and gives me jessie crossed her knees i always wondered why that was i guess it's cause pa never does and after all the lights are out i'm sorry about it so i creep out of my trundle bed to ma's and say i love her a whole heap and kiss her and i hug her tight and it's too dark to see her eyes 
but every time i do i know she cries and cries and cries and cries i always wondered why that was i guess it's cause pa never does that's the stuff continued thacker what do you think of that i am not unfamiliar with the works of mr riley said the colonel deliberately i believe he lives in indiana for the last ten years i have been somewhat of a literary recluse and am familiar with nearly all the books in the cedar heights library i am also of the opinion that a magazine should contain a certain amount of poetry many of the sweetest singers of the south have already contributed to the pages of the rose of dixie i myself have thought of translating from the original for publication in its pages the works of the great italian poet tasso have you ever drunk from the fountain of this immortal poet's lines mr thacker not even a demi tasso said thacker now let's come to the point colonel telfair i've already invested some money in this as a flyer that bunch of manuscripts cost me four thousand dollars my object was to try a number of them in the next issue i believe you make up less than a month ahead and see what effect it has on the circulation i believe that by printing the best stuff we can get in the north south east or west we can make the magazine go you have there the letter from the owning company asking you to cooperate with me in this plan let's check out some of this slush that you've been publishing just because the writers are related to the scoop doodles of scoop doodle county are you with me as long as i continue to be the editor of the rose said colonel telfair with dignity i shall be its editor but i desire also to conform to the wishes of its owners if i can do so conscientiously that's the talk said thacker briskly now how much of this stuff i've brought can we get into the january number we want to begin right away there is yet space in the january number said the editor for about eight thousand words roughly estimated great said thacker it isn't much but it'll give the readers some change from goobers governors and gettysburg i'll leave the selection of the stuff i brought to fill the space to you as it's all good i've got to run back to new york and i'll be down again in a couple of weeks colonel telfair slowly swung his eyeglasses by their broad black ribbon the space in the january number that i referred to said he measuredly has been held open purposely pending a decision that i have not yet made a short time ago a contribution was submitted to the rose of dixie that is one of the most remarkable literary efforts that has ever come under my observation none but a mastermind and talent could have produced it it would just fill the space that i have reserved for its possible use thacker looked anxious what kind of stuff is it he asked eight thousand words sounds suspicious the oldest families must have been collaborating is there going to be another secession the author of the article continued the colonel ignoring thacker's allusions is a writer of some reputation he has also distinguished himself in other ways i do not feel at liberty to reveal to you his name at least not until i have decided whether or not to accept his contribution well said thacker nervously is it a continued story or an account of the unveiling of the new town pump in whitmore south carolina or a revised list of general lee's body servants or what 
you are disposed to be facetious said colonel telfair calmly the article is from the pen of a thinker a philosopher a lover of mankind a student and a rhetorician of high degree it must have been written by a syndicate said thacker but honestly colonel you want to go slow i don't know of any eight thousand words single doses of written matter that are read by anybody these days except supreme court briefs and the reports of murder trials you haven't by any accident gotten hold of a copy of one of daniel webster's speeches have you colonel telfair swung a little in his chair and looked steadily from under his bushy eyebrows at the magazine promoter mr thacker he said gravely i am willing to segregate that somewhat crude expression of your sense of humor from the solicitude that your business investments undoubtedly have conferred upon you but i must ask you to cease your jibes and derogatory comments upon the south and the southern people they sir will not be tolerated in the office of the rose of dixie for one moment and before you proceed with more of your covert insinuations that i the editor of this magazine am not a competent judge of the merits of the matter submitted to its consideration i beg that you will first present some evidence or proof that you are my superior in any way shape or form relative to the question in hand oh come colonel said thacker good-naturedly i didn't do anything like that to you it sounds like an indictment by the fourth assistant attorney-general let's get back to business what's this eight thousand to one shot about the article said colonel telfair acknowledging the apology by a slight bow covers a wide area of knowledge it takes up theories and questions that have puzzled the world for centuries and disposes of them logically and concisely one by one it holds up to view the evils of the world points out the way of eradicating them and then conscientiously and in detail commands the good there is hardly a phase of human life that it does not discuss wisely calmly and equitably the great policies of governments the duties of private citizens the obligations of home life law ethics morality all these important subjects are handled with the calm wisdom and confidence that i must confess has captured my admiration it must be a crackerjack said thacker impressed it is a great contribution to the world's wisdom said the colonel the only doubt remaining in my mind as to the tremendous advantage it would be to us to give it publication in the rose of dixie is that i have not yet sufficient information about the author to give his work publicity in our magazine i thought you said he is a distinguished man said thacker he is replied the colonel both in literary and in other more diversified and extraneous fields but i am extremely careful about the matter that i accept for publication my contributors are people of unquestionable repute and connections which fact can be verified at any time as i said i am holding this article until i can acquire more information about its author i do not know whether i will publish it or not if i decide against it i shall be much pleased mr thacker to substitute the matter that you are leaving with me in its place thacker was somewhat at sea i don't seem to gather said he much about the gist of this inspired piece of literature it sounds more like a dark horse than pegasus to me 
it is a human document said the colonel editor confidently from a man of great accomplishments who in my opinion has obtained a stronger grasp on the world and its outcomes than that of any man living to-day thacker rose to his feet excitedly say he said it isn't possible that you've cornered john d rockefeller's memoirs is it don't tell me that all at once no sir said colonel telfair i am speaking of mentality and literature not of less worthy intricacies of trade well what's the trouble about running the article asked thacker a little impatiently if the man's well known and has got the stuff colonel telfair sighed mr thacker said he for once i have been tempted nothing has yet appeared in the rose of dixie that has not been from the pen of one of its sons or daughters i know little about the author of this article except that he has acquired prominence in a section of the country that has always been inimical to my heart and mind but i recognize his genius and as i have told you i have instituted an investigation of his personality perhaps it will be futile but i shall pursue the inquiry until that is finished i must leave open the question of filling the vacant space in our january number thacker arose to leave all right colonel he said as cordially as he could you use your own judgment if you've really got a scoop or something that will make em sit up run it instead of my stuff i'll drop in again in about two weeks good luck colonel telfair and the magazine promoter shook hands returning a fortnight later thacker dropped off a very rocky pullman at tombs city he found the january number of the magazine made up and the forms closed the vacant space that had been yawning for type was filled by an article that was headed thus second message to congress written for the rose of dixie by a member of the well-known bullock family of georgia t roosevelt end of the rose of dixie